This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, we are going live in about an hour here, and uh, we haven't quite finished the podcast. Yeah, you're nervous. I'm nervous. I'm, uh, I got one sock off. I'm, yeah. I'm literally, uh, yeah. I'm like Michael I'm Jordan in the last three seconds. Oh, just give me the ball. Yeah, man. yeah. Just again, Braden had to move my mic. I'm actually doing the fetal position right now in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways, but we have a fantastic episode for you today. We do. And, uh, you know, part of it was strategic waiting to the last minute because uh, we anticipated this rate hike. Well, yeah, we, I don't know about that, uh, <laughs> no, but it was, it was useful because we got Ray Mackham on the show talking about that Ray hike. The Ray, <laughs> the Ray hike? Was that a joke? Yeah, man, we would, uh, no, that wasn't a joke, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I would edit that, but we yeah. don't have time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we do have Ray Macklem on the it's, show. Uh, talking it's about- Ray Macklem. <laughs> Get it right. Uh, All right. So he's on the show talking rate hikes. We're also doing kind of an update here. Uh, we have interviews in the can, but we thought we'd just uh, wing it. Yeah, wing it. The old, the old uh, Matt and Adam show here. Yeah, the old-fashioned way. So, Matt, before we get to that, uh, you were away for the weekend, or I were w- you working? I was a little bit of both. I was Whistler on Saturday and uh, right. working the rest. Uh, yeah, it was good. How was Whistler? Whistler was good, but it's hot, man. Does it get smoky in Whistler as it well? It wasn't smoky, but it was it was hot. Braden, weren't you in Whistler as well? Yes, I was. It was hot, right? Like I was walking through the village. It's crazy hot. I was golfing in Pemberton. It was like How 39 hot was it? degrees. 39? Yeah. 
at wow. four o'clock yeah. on Sunday. I think. Like we we wow. on Saturday we left at probably two in the afternoon. Was it Saturday? No, Sunday, two in the afternoon. Anyway, but we had to leave because it was so hot. But we stopped at Brome Lake on the way home. Right. Parked on the highway, nearly got killed. But uh, once you get to that lake, man. Do you have to park on the highway? We, well, no, but it was so busy. It was very busy. There's one of those uh, one in Brome. Parking. <laughs> that's, Sorry, what that's what they say. That's what they say. You like that one? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I would say cut that, but uh, we're, we're running out of time. It's too yeah. late. It's too late. <laughs> so, anyway, was, yeah diving uh, off the rocks at brome it was uh no it was amazing but then yeah just worked the rest of the weekend nothing too exciting on my side but you were in the interior how was it yeah man i'm actually uh you know all smoking comments uh, about how smoky it was there aside i was fired up in the interior you, you were you I'm called fired you, up right now you called me when was excited. that monday you I called, called you i called you monday i had to go from for a walk from the office because you were screaming into your phone you were so fired up i always scream into my phone i scream into the mic scream into the phone that's how i do it but uh, honestly i was really excited because here's the thing i mean i look for investments all the time that's that's what i do we re, we invest in real estate we don't buy you know we don't buy the stock market you do a little bit i don't um i i'm more buy what you know uh, I'm always looking for opportunities. I focus I, on things I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, go on. No, well, I, I honestly, though, I, 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 but I do actually invest in the stock yeah. market and I don't know anything about it. So and, yeah, go But on. there's a lot of great opportunities, uh, you know, right across Canada. And I'm kind of always trying to learn markets. And we talk about this on the podcast, yeah. right? Picking up the phone, calling agents in, pot, in markets all the time. And that's and we how do our that. referral network has gotten so big and we know so many awesome people. Exactly. So this was actually a kind of a nod from a, uh, a realtor who works in the interior. This is a marketing company that is actually out of Vancouver that's doing this project. Can't talk too much about the project, but um, get in touch if you're interested, if it sounds good to you. Yeah. Basically, the idea is I was super excited because I went and I like this area. Well, do they? So they have a display center open? They have a display center open. It's a brand new building. It's beautiful. It's concrete. It's a high rise. It's got amazing amenities. It's like a whole city block. It's massive. And 1.3 acres of amenities. So you've got like, I think there's two pools maybe don't quote me on this, two pools, a tennis court, fire pits everywhere. Like it looks amazing. Like yeah. it looks like the kind of place in the summer you'd never want to leave the complex. Yeah. Tons of commercial space, new restaurants going in, lots of, and I think it's double height commercial space. So, you know, they're going to get very, you know, luxury retailers and, and that sort of thing, which is going to be great. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing is, is it's in an area with almost zero percent vacancy. Yeah. That's a crazy like The vacancy part, right? rate is like, literally it's like under 0.5. Yeah, and the rents they get are high. It's the third highest rents in the country. And I mean, the prices are are, are reasonable, very yeah. reasonable. So Especially I mean, coming from Vancouver, you were well, everything screaming into your phone about it for a reason. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do think that the value, though, is definitely there. And cap rates work. I mean, numbers work just overall. Super exciting project. Yeah. So since then, because you're looking at buying a unit yourself. Yeah, and, and we've got some clients interested for sure. So, you know, there'll definitely be a lot of interest on this one. It will be very competitive. But if you are looking for an investment, if you're looking for something that you can just kind of wait, it's going to be built in, I think, around 2020, 2021. Yeah. But put some money down, hold it, rent it out. This is a great opportunity. Low maintenance, turnkey, going to be super easy to rent, and uh, deposit structure is great as well. So get in touch with us if you're interested in this project. Yeah, because you've been in touch with the the guys at the marketing and company. And I think we're we going to have great access. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's exciting. So Matt, maybe we'll move on to what? What do we got? Whew, we got a bunch. You know what? Let's The rate increase this morning, I think that's on the top of everybody's mind here. So let's talk to Ray Macklem about that rate increase. Sounds good. Without further ado, here's our interview with Ray Macklem. 
Okay, so we're here with Ray Macklem, mortgage broker from Dominion Lending Centers and uh, recurring guest. How are you doing, Ray? Hey, Ray. I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Doing excellent. So we heard the news, like everybody else, that the uh, rate increased a quarter point this morning. What are your thoughts on things? Yeah, I mean, obviously, another quarter point increase brings the overnight rate to to 1%. And I mean, the rate that consumers are going to care about is most likely banks will follow suit and raise prime to 3.2%. So two consecutive rate increases uh, over the span of the last two months. So obviously, the central bank felt the need to react to second quarter growth. But my thoughts are are still, I think they're going to be a slow increase going forward. There's a lot of economic uncertainty down south, obviously, with uh, Hurricane Harvey and upcoming Hurricane Irma. Uh, there's going to be a lot of resources that get directed towards that. There's uh, a little bit of uncertainty in the White House and in the Senate, at least, in, in terms of um, the budget and, and the debt ceiling. And then obviously, we've got our friends in North Korea that are are looking for looking for trouble, I guess, in some capacity. So there's a lot of uncertainty there. So I, I would think that uh, with with those things and then with Canadian consumers uh, are notoriously over left, according to a lot of people, I think they're going to take a wait-and-see approach going forward and see how these rate increases filter through the system, what the overall impact is in Canada, and then obviously how everything else around the world shakes down. So, Ray, last time we had you on, you were still definitely advising people to get in touch with you to discuss their personal situations, each client, obviously. But would you still go variable? Uh, Well, I think the conversation changes a little bit with this increase because now we're looking at variables, depending on on what you're putting down or what type of transaction it is. But you're looking at variables that are closer to fixed rates. It'll be interesting to see what bond yields do on the fixed rate side of things in response to this. But uh, those will have largely priced in and increased already. So I don't think we're going to see huge jumps there. But yeah, I mean, I still am generally a fan of the variable product. You still can get really steep discounts on variable. Um, I was reading uh, the CIBC outlook today, and, and the, the forecast is for potentially three more rate increases until the middle of 2019. Obviously, that's dependent on what happens. But you know, even so, it's still a pretty hefty discount against Prime and a lot of products that, that will lead to some savings, at least over the short term. So, Ray, we know you have a huge client base. I'm just wondering, are people contacting you trying to get rate holds right now? Or what are you sensing just from your conversation with other brokers? Uh, I get a lot of clients asking me what they should do in terms of locking in and, and where, where I think rates are going. Yeah, and in terms of pre-approvals and things like that, I definitely would encourage people to you know, if you're thinking about getting the market to get in touch and, and get some rate holds secured going forward. So, Ray, last time we had you on, it, it doesn't feel like it was very long ago uh, when they increased the rate by a quarter point. You were fairly convinced that it wasn't going to have much of an impact on, on our market here. And and I think that proved true. What are your thoughts on this this extra quarter point here on the market coming this fall? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, there's there's a couple of factors that go into that analysis now because there's another paper that's come out from uh, Aussie, the, the the body that governs banks, that's going to add another layer to, to mortgage rules, making it a little bit hard to qualify. So, you know, we have mortgage rules tightening from last year. Now we have a second quarter point increase and we have new mortgage guidelines going in place uh, likely later on this year. Will will you know curb some of the affordability concerns for qualification? So I, I mean I don't think it's going to have a massive impact on our market. I think the typical response to this is the knee-jerk reaction is a lot of people will 
and move to the sidelines just to see how this filters through. But big picture, in terms of any sustained impact on our local market, I don't think it's going to have any massive impact. Obviously, anytime you have a rate increase, it does affect affordability. It will limit how much people can qualify for. But in terms of having any massive impact, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact at all. And so last time you were saying it's $13 on each 100000 right? So are we, we're basically looking at $26 for each 100000 in terms of increase? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it still, still stays the same there. Okay. Wow. You have to skip that Starbucks coffee every morning now. Or the avocado toast. Maybe uh, the avocado oh, yeah, yeah. is a better place to cut. Yeah. Um, so, Ray, so on a broader scale, clearly, you know, we've been reading that the Canadian economy is doing really well. Interest rates are following suit with that, it, it seems. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about how this is playing out in Canada in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, second quarter results were were pretty strong, and, and I think that points to a, a broader recovery. And, and the word they used was a broader and more sustained. So, I mean, overall, uh, you know, I don't think anybody would say it's bad news that, that the Canadian economy is, is showing some signs of strength. You know, uh, there's some solid employment and income growth, which is good. So, I mean, overall, this is a good thing. Go back to 2007 to 2009 when it was the end of the world. You know, this is this is this is the recovery that we're looking at here, and this is what we've been waiting for. Is is some stronger sustained growth across the country. So maybe we're seeing, you know, marginal increase on affordability and monthly payments, but overall larger confidence in the Canadian economy in general. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, you saw that with uh, with the dollar obviously spiking up again today. So we're we're at a, a two year high, I believe, on the Canadian dollar. So definitely some more confidence in the Canadian economy going forward. Excellent. Well, hey Ray, how can people get a, in touch with you? Uh, they can give me a call directly on my cell phone. You can get me at 778-968-5278 or email me at ray at the mortgagehub.ca. Lock in those rates, people. Lock in those rates. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you thanks for it. your time, Ray. Have a great afternoon. My pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks All for right. having me. Thanks, Ray. So there we had Ray's take on uh, the rate increase and what that means for the market moving forward. I mean, maybe we should just pause here and uh, and have our own thoughts on the market. Well, that's the thing. You know, let's let's kind of recap because we did just get through this summer. Yeah. And it's it's been an interesting year. I mean, it's been an interesting year on a lot of different levels. We often talk about the gaps between the different property types, what's going on in certain areas that seem to be really active while other areas seem to be quite soft. So why don't we just talk about, first of all, Matt, How's the market doing? The stats were just released for August. Stats were just released. There's uh, there's not a ton new there, uh, which is, I guess, news in and of itself. Basically, across from single-family homes all the way down to condos, the market was flat. I mean, we are 19.6% above the 10-year average in terms okay. of the number of sales. So it's still very busy out there. Inventory, though, is way down. And it is a tale of two markets. I mean, single-family homes are quite a bit slower than condos and townhomes. Yep. But yeah, across the board, not a huge increase in uh, August. Well, this is interesting because, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the uh, sales ratios right now for August. And if you were looking at condos or townhomes in August downtown, the sales ratios were 66%. So that means almost 7 out of 10 homes listed were selling. Yeah. So really, really active seller's market for condos and townhomes downtown. If you look at the West side, it was almost about a 49, 50% sales ratio on the West side for condos and townhomes. And 
Kits leading the way with over a hundred percent sales ratio. Kits is on fire right Kits, now. Kits is on fire, and there's there's a a good reason for it. I mean, uh, I don't know if we've actually talked about it on the podcast, but when you look at like say the Grandview Woodlands plan, right, or the West End plan being bought up and redeveloped, Kits and, is got to be next. It's got to be. I mean, there's so much going on over there. I mean, it, it is next to the water. There's the Arbutus Greenway. Um, I mean, all those buildings are old. It's, it's Broadway coming. line. So, yeah. yeah, there's ton, tons of exciting uh, potential over there. And then, uh, you know, sure. I and anecdotally speaking, I was working with a client all July and August trying to find something in kits, and it was tough, man. Yeah, it's well, brutal kits is for still buyers. Kits. It's yeah. beautiful. So uh, the other thing is, uh, East Side was in 84 percent sales ratio. Yeah. So if you're looking on the East Side for a condo or a townhome. Over eight out of ten homes yeah. were selling, so super active, busier than the West Side, and obviously the market's driving still Fraser Commercial. Sorry, Fraser Hood. Yeah, uh, commercial. Right. Let's be and, careful uh, with our nomenclature. Mount, Mount Pleasant, <laughs> Mount Pleasant. So uh, super, super active market. And then uh, now let's move to the detached story, right? Because yeah. detached is totally different sales ratios. On the East Side, we were looking at sixteen percent, mm-hmm. so less than two out of ten homes were selling. I do have a point to make because I feel like in August I saw every home for sale on the east side. I've been in almost all of them, you know, right. across the board, you know, not even uh, neighborhood specific. Sure. And most of those houses were not super exciting. A lot of them were, you know, the Vancouver special that was really beat up that seemed overpriced. You know, just nothing that was super appealing, either for investment or for... But these, let's be honest, though. I mean, these are homes that, you know, early last year, there would have been multiple offers on at this oh, price yeah, point. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it would have, they would have been selling very quickly. So, I mean, you're looking at a 16% sales ratio on the east side. You're looking at a 7% sales ratio yeah. on the west side. Well, no, and my, my point more is that I think I'm expecting this week already, I've seen nicer homes. You know, we're Wednesday, what? came out Monday and Tuesday. Right. So I think there's, in terms of really strong inventory, stuff that's going to fly, it's uh, people held off till September. If you're looking for something to buy and just hold, would you not be looking in the detached market right now? I would be. I would be. You know what? Because it's so slow, there seems like there's opportunities there for sure. Um, there's people that can't wait it out. There has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, and you're seeing deals happen. Like I'm seeing some pretty pretty decent deals. You are. The you only, just have to. You got to be ready to go out there and start throwing. And you have stuff. to be disciplined, right? Yeah. That's the thing for sure. So yeah, that's kind of the sales ratio story for both East Vancouver and for the West Side. What else have we got, Matt? Well, it's worth reiterating. We've said it before. We'll say it again. The play for 2017 is to look at those sales ratios and ask yourself, what do I own, and where do I want to end up? And right. for a lot of people. You're going to be living in a condo or a townhome right now. Sales ratios are way up. The capital appreciation has skyrocketed over the spring. There's pent up demand for whatever reason. It's still a little puzzling as to why it's so uh, it's so condo and townhome driven. And then you look at houses at the one you know one three one four range with a mortgage helper, uh, and and it seems like a no brainer that now is an ideal time to cash out. Uh, of the condo or townhome market Make a and, move. and get into that single family totally. home. I mean, in my neighborhood in Grandview, the entire area is going to be rezoned RT. Right. You know, in the next couple of months, it looks like. So you can build a duplex. It's, it, single family homes are disappearing very, very quickly. 
Yes. And it is by far the best investment to be in. And now's a great time to be looking for well, one. Well, especially like we've had, we have so many clients of ours that are going to be listing their one beds and two beds that they bought, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And now they have that equity and now they can yeah. actually make that They're up move, a couple hundred right? thousand dollars. And with mm-hmm. the mortgage helper, it just makes sense. Because I'm actually seeing, I, I agree with you. I don't think the inventory has been stellar, especially in East Vancouver over the past few months. But- there are opportunities in the Knight area and the Fraser area that just would never have been there no, this no, time last year. No. In the one to two to one, one, two to one, four range. The only thing is, I mean, most of them are, you know, uh, a renovator's project or, or whatever, but there are some pretty decent turnkey options as long as you're not looking for something that's, you know, perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, there's, it's a, it's a good time to be shopping in East Van. For sure. And on the West side. So anyways, uh, feel free to give us a call if you want to find out what your condo or townhome is worth and uh, what it's going to take to get you into a detached house. Yeah, I mean, and this actually might be a perfect segue to talk, to move to our last uh, point here uh, of the episode, which is we do have a listings promotion. Right. It has been going on a few weeks, but I don't know. No one thought it was, hold on. This might be a perfect segue to move to our listing tips which is uh where we want to end up here for the podcast and to and to reiterate that we do have a listings promotion going on right now get in touch and the question the fall in my mind the big question is what is inventory going to do and one thing we can talk about with some degree of certainty is inventory has been way down there's pent-up demand and this week the first couple days here you know there's good stuff on the market but you know, we were just talking to our photographer and he's like, yeah, not shooting a lot this week, like not getting a lot of calls, yeah. which he's the best in the business. I mean, if he's not getting a lot of calls, that suggests that at least this week, the inventory is uh, is not, the tap hasn't been turned on here. It's interesting. And I'm actually, I've got a, I've got a calendar. I've got him shooting a few properties for me next week. And I've got a note to self to ask if he is actually going to be busier next week. Because really, it, it is interesting to talk to the floor planners, the photographers, the people that are actually creating the marketing materials. Because you can learn a lot from what's going on with inventory just by, just by picking their brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's slow this week. So uh, it looks like inventory is not coming on. The long and short is, if you're thinking about listing your property, we have a promotion right now. It is a fantastic time. And we thought we'd take this opportunity, the very beginning of the fall market, to run through six huge mistakes that people make when they're listing their homes or investment properties. Okay, so Adam, the first mistake people make. So Matt, the first mistake is that people overprice their home. Yeah, I mean, this is... Constantly, in, in I this, see this. In this market, sellers have unreasonable expectations all the time. You see it all the time. Sure. But one mistake you don't want to make is overpricing your listing because maybe somebody's going to show up that doesn't care and, you know, getting off a plane from somewhere else with a bag full of money. Everybody's got the dream. Uh, it doesn't work. Chances are it's not going to happen. It just doesn't happen. No, and, and really, the the time that we do see people overpay is when people actually underprice their yeah, listing no, this or, is, or price it within market. But the idea is to get a ton of attention, get, get a ton multi- of people yeah. through the property. Yeah. That's the whole goal, right? So it's it's actually counterproductive to to be the person that sets the anchor really high. Yeah, and, and I have a, you have a story. I have a story about this that happened over the course of the last eight months or something with a guy in my office. Right. Uh, so he had a client who had their, their expectations were wildly outside of uh, the norm or of 
what market data was suggesting. Okay. To the tune of about 600K over on a listing uh, that wasn't, you know. But this is like an entry to mid-level listing. So 600K matters. It's not yeah. like something that was like two, 25 million and they're asking 25. Yeah, exactly. 25. This is like, it's Percentage worth, it's wise, worth it was like, huge. yeah, one, two, one, three, and they want one, seven, one, right. eight type thing. So they came on. They had showings, but there was no offers. No one was expecting any offers. Over the course of this spring, as the market for condos was very busy and increasing quite rapidly to the tune of 15 18%, three other properties within four or five floors came on at high prices. Actually, they were all high prices. They were all over market based it, on the comp. Yeah, and all three of these sold. And what they did was they pointed to this listing like, hey, you think we're expensive? Well, go to the next guy, yeah. you know? If you think 1200 a foot is expensive, look at them. They're 1500 a foot. Undercutting is such an s- amazing strategy, oh. right? Because I mean, everybody, then everybody does well. Yeah. And, now, and now this person's sitting there helping their neighbors. So here's the thing. At the end of the spring market, there's only one place for sale in this building. And Let it's me guess. the people that came on at the start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a tragic case, but you, know, you see it all the time. And here's the worst part. By the summer... They, in February, it's like, eh, I'm not that motivated. You know, we'll see what happens. Nah, we'll just price it where right. we think we want it to be. So here's the end result, right? In July, suddenly they need to sell. And I was actually pitching this to people like, this is a, there, there is an opportunity here. Right. Uh, they've been sitting. In, they've been sitting. Now they're in the summer. They're highly motivated. I, I, You can see it written all over this listing. They've totally lost control of the narrative. And uh, they started slashing and burning the price. In the end, they sold for significantly lower than the other sales in the building in the spring. The, the other three that undercut Yeah, them. so let's put it this way. One that came on two floors below them sold for over 100K more two months ago. So literally these people left over 100 grand on the table, 125 grand, and call it. And it's because they, they wow. didn't price it correctly. They didn't get good advice. They didn't listen to advice they were given. And uh, it's sad. It's a tragic, it's a tragic It tale. is tragic. Let's move on. Number two, Matt. Pro photos. Pro photos. So protos. So the the thing about pro photos, we don't call them protos. That's uh edit. That's that. trademark. Edit that. But uh pro photos is is the big thing. Like we said, I mean we talk about it all the time. When you're at home and and if you're honest with yourself, to our listeners, we know that everybody here searches for real estate all the time. You look at real estate all the time. How much time do you spend on those listings when there's no photos to click through yeah. online? Chances are you don't, you know, if you listen to our past episodes where we tell you to learn to love no photos, you probably have learned to love no photos and now you actually look for opportunities. But in reality, most people don't. They bypass the listing. So getting professional photos done as well. But it's not as easy as getting your realtor in with the iPhone. Yeah, um, and that happens a lot. That does happen a lot. Actually, what, what we did today, I did this at a, a new listing of ours coming up. I went in and I shot the place with my iPhone just alongside to com- our professional alongside our professional photographer just so we could do a blog post and that's going to be out this week where it will show you the difference between his photos and my iPhone photos and I just want to show you why it's so important to get a professional involved. This guy was an architectural photographer for years, you know, 20 plus years. And now he's he's the best photographer in Vancouver, for yeah, sure, he hands is. down. And you know what? Obviously the the point we've made before, but it's all about presenting your property in the best light from the minute it goes live. You sure. want people to fall in love with your home before they even get through the door and you want people to come through the door. As the, many people as you can possibly get through the property. That's where they're going to fall in love and that's where they're going to play And that's the dollar. way they do it is is through those photos. It, the write-ups are important. Don't get me wrong. We pride ourselves in write-ups, but... Uh, you spend way too long on your write-ups. <laughs> days at a time. 
Number three. Number three is uh, getting the place professionally measured. So, and we won't spend a lot of time on this, but here's the thing. If you're living in downtown or if you're living in Vancouver proper, you're pretty close to a thousand a foot, either, uh, you know, give or take a couple hundred bucks on each side. Yeah. Think about that. Every extra square foot you get is maybe 800 or 1200 or 1400 in your pocket. You need to get your place professionally measured. You need to maximize the square footage on the listing. That's going to help sell the property. Everybody thinks in price per square foot. That's it's just, crazy. That's yeah, just we are a price works. per square foot market. Yeah. Especially so, now, more so than we used to be. Exactly. Okay, number four, Matt, um, is something that we've actually put into our listing preparation over the last few years. We have a third-party independent staging consult before we go live. And basically what it is, is it's just somebody comes through. It doesn't mean you're staging your property. It doesn't even mean you're partially staging your property. They come through and they say, you know what? I like this. I don't like this. I You should move this here. Take that off the wall. That art is too offensive or it's not neutral enough or whatever their advice is. But the amazing thing about it is you have a neutral eye helping you make your property as market ready as it possibly can be. Yeah. Number five, don't be penny smart, pound foolish. Is it penny smart, pound foolish or penny wise, pound foolish? No, that's your favorite band. Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Fat Records. Uh, <laughs> no, it is penny smart, pound foolish. And here's what we mean by that. I mean, you see all the time where it, you get one of two questions, right? One is, should I totally renovate my kitchen before I list? No. Um, the answer is no. Don't don't drop 35K into your kitchen in Let hopes somebody of, else of do making it, it back uh, three weeks later. But should I spend... 1500 bucks, a thousand bucks, a couple thousand bucks in order to get my place ready for market? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you could, uh, it's kind of like, here's the thing. It's your home is probably one of the biggest assets that you, that you have. All you got to do is go through it and make sure it's clean, functional, that things are working, that nobody's going to, it's, it's handling objections is what it is, right? It's kind of that idea that if you're selling a car, you want people when they see the car to think that it was like you know driven to church once a week and really well maintained yeah so if the a and w bags on the the passenger floor yeah (laughs) not helping it's not helping so that's the thing so you want to make sure that your home looks like one of those really well maintained cars so you know what maybe it's time to recalk the bathroom or maybe it's time to change out the the shower curtain take care of some of the the dog that chewed the um door frame we always have dogs that chew doors and you got to get it patched up and painted it's worth it you just it's don't want people it. pointing at it saying it's crazy like the things that people think are water damage it's just those little things anything yeah. that's gonna make somebody think twice about uh, making an offer on your property or the things you want to take care of and it's worth pointing out we have a team and these guys come in, they do it quick, they do it cheap, and you don't want to skimp on that type of stuff. No, you don't. And the last, Matt, number six, proper rollout. Yeah, we've spoken about it before. It is always so important here in Vancouver. Yeah, and this is not an exhaustive list, but I mean, it, it's just highlighting. I know a lot of listings are coming in September. Make sure you roll it out correctly. I mean, you don't want to be the person that lists on Thursday when they're having an open house on Saturday. You want to make sure that you can actually properly market the property and get some excitement about the open house. It's about controlling the narrative, right? Exactly. You don't want to be the person also that you get an offer and then you don't have documents. Maybe you would have got a subject-free offer if you had those documents. You got to make sure that everything is lined up. You have all the 
potential objections already handled in your mind and your agent is prepared to talk about everything. And guess what? If there's something that you can't address, like perhaps there's an issue that happened in Strata where your unit is mentioned on the, in the meetings, be able to talk to that. Yeah. Don't be like, well, let me look into that because in that moment that your agent is looking into that or, or your agent is asking you, the buyer has already gone to the worst possible case scenario. Oh, every single time. It happens every single time. So, I mean, one thing to point out just in terms of rollout, there's a lot of moving parts with a listing. You're not going to think of them all. That's why there's realtors who get paid to do this. Right. We work with sellers every single day rolling out listings correctly. And this is exactly why you need somebody who knows what they're doing to help you through this process. Okay, so six mistakes to avoid when listing your property this September and it or turns, October. And, and yeah, or and November it, or December. It's basically a listing promotion right to the end of the year. So get in touch if you actually want to chat with us a little bit more about that and find out what your home's worth. Most definitely. And we do have that incentive. So uh, give me a shout anytime, 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Or you can get in touch with old... Uh, Papa Dumb. Papa Dumb sleeping here. Info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Man, you've, you must have heard our listing pitch too many times if you're falling asleep over there. Every day. This is riveting. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing, PCS, we still have people signing up. Fantastic resource. Sends you listings. Whether you're thinking of buying or selling, PCS can be a fantastic resource because it's going to give you sold prices of either properties in your area or properties in the area of interest. And it's going to tell you about them 36 to 72 hours in advance of MLS. Yeah, it's realtor level information. You get days on market, you get integrated mapping systems. It's amazing. It's actually, it's, it is the best resource out there. So get in touch or go to our site, vancouverrealestatepodcast.com slash PCS and create your own free, no obligation account today. That's right. So everybody's back at work. So enjoy your week and uh, get back in those routines and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419.
We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. <laughs> 